The Money Show. Personal Finance. So, in March this year, the all-share index peaked at its highest level ever. It was about the 3rd of March, and the all-share index hit 77,000-something. Today, for the first time, almost since then, the JSE went back through 70,000. So we're 10% away from record levels, and it's leading a lot of people to be concerned about what that's going to mean for their pension. And the topic tonight is a, a critical one with Palesa Dube. Palesa is a financial planner and co-founder at Wealth Creed. And the big issue that people are facing right now, of course, Palesa, is they just don't know whether or not this is a safe time with all of the huge volatility in financial markets around the world to be even considering retiring. Absolutely, Bruce. Um, and one can understand, you know, you've been working for so long, you you are looking forward to finally retiring and the markets just don't uh, play play ball. So certainly, um, it, it, it's a valid concern to have. And I think one, um, you know, you, you do need to pl- plan carefully around how it is that you go into retirement and how you're going to structure your funds going forward. Why does it matter the day I go into retirement? That, why does the level of the market on that day matter? Why is it so significant? Well, um, essentially, Bruce, what we're talking about there is what we term in the, in the investment spaces as the sequence of uh, returns risk. So essentially, that means um, the order and timing of poor investment returns does have an impact on what your retirement looks like into the future. Now, what does that mean? So Bruce retires with a million rand in his retirement fund today. The market does what it has been doing over the last couple of months, going backwards. And at the same time, you need to be uh, withdrawing and living off the funds that you've accumulated so far. So essentially what you're doing is that you're eating into the capital um, that, that you've accumulated and the markets are not necessarily helping you to keep that, that uh, capital at a, at a, at a, at a level. So, um, when markets eventually uh, um, recover, the base that you are working off is much lower than what you started um, off with when you went into retirement. So that's why the timing and what markets are doing at when you decide to retire is actually important because yes, there may be a recovery, but um, that recovery may not necessarily help you get back to where you started. So if we can't recover that capital, then it means that the income that you can draw from that pot of money over time also becomes diminished. And that's terrifying because the the idea with retirement, if you go into retirement 100%, is that you stop working. When you stop working, you stop earning an income. Your income is then derived from your savings, which you've put away, hopefully, religiously for 30 or 40 years. You have compounded. You've yeah. done all of the right things. And suddenly, a market that in, a, in March this year was at 77,000, um, at, you know, not so long ago was sitting at 62,000, which is probably 15, 18% below its peak. And suddenly retirement looks a lot less attractive because your pool of capital is that much smaller. Um, so what do you do under that sort of circumstance? I mean, do you work for another year and hope it gets better? Do you work for another five years and hope it's better then? How do you manage the uncertainty that is so prevalent at the moment? Well, Bruce, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. If you've got the option to work a little bit longer, then do so. Because yes, you would be helping yourself in the, in the long run. 
Um, but I think um, people need to be aware also that retirement, you know, it, it looks much, much more different than it was um, in the past. So, so retirement is not really putting a line in the sand and saying, right, today's the day I put up my feet and that's it. What we are actually seeing individuals do these days is that they gradually find their way into retirement. So you, you know, you are a senior executive um, where you're working. You've got a sought after set of, of skills, you know. So typically we see those individuals taking up other forms of work, like, for example, serving on boards or they may take, you know, contract work and whatever you where they work a few fewer days in, in, in the week than they used to um, in the past. So those kinds of arrangements really can go a long way to helping an individual that finds themselves in a, in a situation where they haven't accumulated sufficient um, to, to be able to, you know, uh, meet their, their standard of living um, into, into retirement. So certainly working longer is an option um, that people should should consider. But retirement also, I mean, you may also find that um, there's a, I mean, what are you going to do when you retire? Perhaps there's a hobby that you want to pursue. Um, you may find that you could actually start generating an income of sorts, doing something that yeah. you really love Imagine. with the time that you have on your hands. So I don't think retirement should scare people. Um, there, there are really a lot of options and how your retirement looks is really up to you. So yes, working longer is one way to, to try and manage, um, that risk. One of the legends, and it may be based on fact, it may be loosely based on fact, or it may be a fabrication, but it makes the point that, um, it was, I think, uh, Otto von Bismarck, who was, uh, the chancellor of the Prussian Empire. Um, had a huge standing army and he worked his soldiers almost to death. But by the time he kind of figured out that soldiers had a useful life in those days of up to 65 years, at which point he had to put them out to pasture, but he had a bit of a conscience about it. So he said, you know what we'll do? We will pay you money, um, but you're just no longer having to go off and fight in wars. And that seemed to be a good idea because up until then, nobody bothered to offer people when they stopped working any kind of stipend. But he was banking, was Otto von Bismarck, that he'd worked them so blooming hard that they were unlikely to live beyond the age of 67. So his liability was quite limited because life expectancies were much, much shorter in those days, particularly if you'd had the hard life of a soldier. Nowadays, however, people are working to the age of 65. In some environments, people are being farmed out at the age of 60 which I think is antiquated and yeah. brutal. Um, it, it's a, it's a really companies with that sort of philosophy need to, to look at themselves very closely because they're losing a bunch of talent. Um, and life expectancies are north of 75, 80 in some cases. You know, if you've looked after yourself, well, you're getting to 90 and you're in fairly good shape and you just hope you can afford to be looking after yourself at the age of 90. Yeah. No, absolutely longevity is a is a risk. And when you know our generation and yours well <laughs> as far as your investments are concerned. Absolutely, thank you for the that. Risk yeah. of outliving <laughs> your yeah. retirement fund is, 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 is what I mean. Absolutely. Um so if you if you are like us, you know, when you started um and your retirement, your contributions to a re your retirement fund were, were quite low. Yes, you, you do find yourself in a situation that, uh, you know, longevity becomes a, a bit of a risk. 
So I think we 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 need to encourage individuals now, and we we this is always the mantra that we we give our clients to say start as early as you can. But too late now because we want to ever we want to, we want to no, that that was good and we ignored it, so we were very stupid and we didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> now we want to retire next year. We're turning sixty. We're going to be turfed out by our company, um, and there's huge volatility. We don't know the future of markets. We just are absolutely petrified. So let's let's make let's make it a scenario. Somebody's fifty nine years old. Um, they've got a potential mm. pension pension part of say five million rand. They're going to be pen- yeah. retired by their company. Can they be forced to cash in that pension fund at that point, or can they negotiate with their company um, in the p- company pension fund to say, "I don't want to cash it in as yet." Leave it there. I'm going off to go and hustle my way using my skills to people who actually do appreciate me. Um, and I will do that for the next five years. And I'll, I'll let you know when I'll cash in my pension at a time that suits me. Yes. So fortunately, uh, Bruce, our rules changed, uh, retirement uh, fund rules changed a couple of years ago where we did have an upper cap, which was seven, around 70 years or so, and that was done away with. So yes, when you are retiring um, or you've reached the compulsory age as far as your retirement fund um, is concerned, one would need to start planning a little bit earlier. Um, so your 59-year-old, for example, we, you would need to start moving before they actually turn 60 because sometimes the rules around your retirement fund may prohibit you from doing anything else but retire. So around the age of 59, if you've got a year to go, then you do need to be um, exploring your options. And Let's, one let, of those okay, options uh, that's is a, transferring. That's yes. a really important point, and I don't want to rush it here, yeah. Palessa. So please hold that thought, okay. please, because I want to pick up on that thought in just mm-hmm. a moment. Uh, we are talking retirement. We're talking with Palessa Dubed. Palessa is a financial planner, co-founder at Wealth Creed, and is giving us some really sage and sensible advice and some warnings that you really need to understand. Please understand. And if you don't understand, find somebody who does understand so that they can explain it to you in a way that you know what your options are. But do it with foresight and with planning in mind. If you're a year or two away from retirement, that's where we're going to pick up next as to what you need to understand so that you don't find yourself short-changed on suddenly retirement day. There's a silver watch because nobody gives a gold watch anymore. And you, you kicked out the building. You're told, thanks very much for playing. Cheers. Thank you for your service. Ciao. And you're stuck. Let's avoid getting stuck, shall we? The Money Show. Personal Finance. Personal Finance this evening. Uh, and our guest is Palessa Duber, who's a financial planner, co-founder at Wealth Creed. Uh, I think the most important thing that we're going to learn this evening from you, Palessa, is not to leave retirement until retirement day. Because mm-hmm. things can go really awry for you. You've got to be retirement fit and ready for it because you will have yeah. options as to what you can do in the run-up to retirement. What options are those that we need to pay attention to? Absolutely, Bruce. So to pick up on the previous point was to say one does need to be cognizant of what the specific rules of the fund that you are a member and what they are and what they allow um, towards retirement. So some funds can be quite prescriptive to say that, you know, in a year before your, your, the, the fund retirement date, you do, your fund does have to be or your retirement benefit does have to be uh, transferred into a living annuity and so forth. So you do need to look into the rules of the fund that you are a member in. But as a general rule, um, 
you know, South, the, 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 the laws in South Africa are not, don't prescribe as to when you have to retire from your retirement fund. So you leave your employer, your benefit can then be transferred into something like a preservation fund. And that transfer happens on a tax neutral basis. And it can continue to be invested, invested until such a time that you feel that you are now ready to retire and start drawing, uh, uh from, from, from that fund. Okay, so again, don't rely on your, your HR department should really be uh, keeping up to speed with these things, but also don't depend on them. Um, uh, find out just how much latitude you have and what options are open to you. And then don't rely on the advice of your, uh, your of your HR department. With all the best will in the world, they're very busy people. They're not experts in financial planning. Um, get, I would argue, some external advice on this. Even if you have to pay some money to go and spend an hour with somebody, it could be the best money you ever spend. A hundred percent agree with you, um, uh, Bruce. And I think, you know, finances are, are a sensitive topic. People don't want to broach it. It's, they don't understand it. So certainly, um, do approach a financial planner, certified financial planner to help you, um, in planning your, your, your retirement. And do so as soon as you can. Don't leave it um, until the, the, the last minute. And as you've mentioned, yes, you know, that engagement can be quite valuable. If you're a young professional um, and just starting out in your career, that conversation can be quite valuable because you would know what you need to do over your working career and what sort of behaviors, for example, will ensure that you are ultimately able to retire, to retire comfortably. Another important uh, point to make is, uh, Bruce, is around, you know, what levels, for example, get people to a, 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 a sufficient retirement. And I think that that's, if anything, um, if they can walk away with saying, well, if I contribute around 17%, so I'm a, I'm a 25-year-old, I've just started working, if you are starting those contributions, at around 17% of your annual pensionable salary and you keep to it. So when you change jobs, you make sure that you preserve your retirement fund and you don't withdraw from it. Then you are certainly well on your way um, to, to, to retiring comfortably. Critical, critical advice we all wish that we'd listen to on time. Uh, thank you very much. Financial planner and co-founder at Wealth Creed Personal Finance on a Thursday.